Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition. We've got a very special show for you today. We have a quarterly offsite. Once a quarter, we take an entire day with the whole team and we focus on working on the business, not in the business. This is a time where we pause and we reflect on our systems and our organization and our resourcing and all of the things that we need to focus on to scale the business and go to the next level. On today's show, we're going to give you a little bit of a window into that particular meeting. It's part of the live session itself where we're focusing on reflecting on the past quarter. This is where we look at what happened, what went well, and where we need to improve. So here we go. All right, so best business news in the last 90 days. We'll go to our team member, Matt. So far for, for me, what I feel is our team expansion. We've been bringing on interns and people that want to be a part of our team, learning and bringing value to us. So I think that's the best part for, for, for my side, the 90 days. Patrick? I'm, I'm personally super happy about uh, the, the amount of systems that we've been able to implement. Uh, being able to, to do something consistently really helps. For you, Paul. I started out at the, the company as an intern where I traded uh, time for, for value and education. And this year, at the end of this quarter, uh, I was offered a partnership in the company. So that was a, that was a huge win. Well, Jason, you've been here only a few weeks. What's your, what are your first impressions? Uh, first impressions, uh, absolutely incredible relationship that this leadership group has, uh, how it balances out. And I'm just excited to be here in the same capacity that Paul was a year ago. Uh, it's learning and taking in this education for myself right now. Awesome. That's fantastic. And for me, best business news in the past 90 days, I would say definitely the expansion of the team. I see so many opportunities to scale the organization. You know, we've had a lot of bottlenecks in the, in the company. I see people working independently now, and we're really starting to get some value from having a larger team where in the past we would have been doing a lot of things together as a group. And today we're really starting to we're starting to scale and, and I really see a, a big difference in the way that we're working. So that's, to me, that's perhaps the biggest change that I see in the past 90 days. All right. So here we're talking about best personal news in the last 90 days. Over to you, Matt. So recently in the last 90 days, Patrick and I refinanced one of our rental properties that we have together. And for me, that was a great help um, as it was a Burr project. So we cashed out decently, which enabled me to uh, cut down a ton of personal debt that I've been working on since my injury accident accident injury <laughs> looking for the words but uh yeah that's the best thing for me in the last 90 days was to be able to cut down on some debt and give me some financial freedom patrick yeah for me uh we we have a cottage and we were able to put in a one kilometer trail within the swamp of our 21 acres we weren't expecting to be able to do it we found a guy who had the, that exp expertise and uh, he got it done for a very affordable price so we're really happy about that people so mine's more of a uh, health base but uh, i'm celebrating uh, one year of smoke free after 23 years of so yeah feel good about that i still miss it <laughs> yeah yeah but that's my that's my big win one year of no smoke free so plan to stay that way uh, yeah for myself a uh, big career change obviously i just retired from the military interning here and at the same time taking a course with algonquin college for project management wrapping up later this month very exciting Fantastic. And for me, about a year ago, this time we purchased a property on the waterfront and it's been a dream of ours to own a property on the waterfront for a long, long time, as long as I can remember. And it was one that we had actually let go of. 
And so we bought this waterfront property and we, and we just got the building application submitted yesterday. So we have a design that we're happy with. We've got a site plan that we're happy with and we're excited about getting that project under construction. So this next part of the agenda, we're talking about what's working in the organization. We'll go again around the table and get everyone's perspective. Why don't we start with you, Matt? What is working in the organization? The team building. Right now, I find that uh, we've got ourselves a really good dynamic. Everybody has their roles. They represent their roles, and they perform as per their roles. Where our weaknesses are, the other people pick up. Where our strengths are, we complement each other um, with our, between our strengths and our weaknesses. So I find we have a good team here to get things done. Patrick, for you? Yeah, it's very much the same, actually. I, I think that uh, everyone has their strength, and we, we work on stuff that other people don't necessarily want to work on. So there's there's never a shortage of work, but there's never a shortage of people to do that work. And for you, Paul? And for you, Paul? Yeah, so I got a couple points written down. Um, we've gotten a lot better at talking about our consulting clients and making them uh, a point of focus twice a week. And we've been making sure they've been getting the right people in the meetings to, to push their projects along, which, which has helped us out tremendously. Um, and the other thing I, I wrote down that I wanted us to pay attention to was that a, a year ago, we were a company with Excel and Dropbox. And, and today, you look at the company, we have investor portals, we have website presence, we have um, construction management software, we have project management software, we have integrations with Zapier, we have automations for invoicing, we've integrated into desktop with QuickBooks, and it's all fully automated to as not create more work for people, but to actually remove clicks and tasks of mundane work. That, that's, that's, so we've come a long way in the last year, and that's, that's really working for us. Absolutely. Uh, I feel the same way. And I think one of the things that for me stands out when you do something for the first time, you say, okay, we did that well, or maybe there was something to improve upon. But then when you start to do the same thing two or three times or five times, and it's done the same way, you say, oh, we actually have a system now. And that's, that's powerful because you see the system, you see the repeatability. And I see that, for example, in the onboarding process and the way that we bring new people into the organization, we've taken them through a training curriculum consistently. And, and that makes a big difference because now we can feel confident in bringing people into the organization. We know that there's a training program, so to speak. And yes, it can always be improved, but there is a, there's a system. And I, and I see that system repeating itself, not just in training, but in construction management and how we put out bids and all of the different things across the breadth of projects that we have underway. Uh, so for me, that's, that's huge. It's one of the things that I think is working best in the organization, especially even in the last 90 days, I've seen big strides in that arena. And Jason, for yourself, what have you noticed? Well, what I really noticed working in this organization is the flexibility and, and the not shying away from anything to add to Paul's earlier comments about uh, software integration and automation. Uh, for me, having worked mainly with proprietary software with no support, it's absolutely incredible with what we are able to accomplish in such a short amount of time, especially during the pandemic requirements that we're going through, where we can still hold our meetings, we can still proceed on, on projects, learn, bring on new people. It's incredible. That's what I've noticed. Awesome. So this is the tough part. This is what's not working in the organization. This is what we need to face uh, and deal with. And I'm, you know, I actually like this part of the session the most because this is where we get to improve. And I believe so strongly in having a continuous improvement culture plan, do, review, plan, do, review. If you don't review, if you're not running the retrospectives, 
then you're just repeating the same mistakes over and over again. And so this is this for me is where the juice is at. This is where this is the exciting part of the conversation. Matt, what do you think? Where where do we need to improve? Well, we've already improved quite a bit, but I still think we need to still improve our turnaround times on uh, whether it be from analysis, emails, um, touch points, questions, consultation, basically across the board. Um, now, I don't think it's because we're not trying or that we're, we're not doing our job. It's maybe also the fact that we have a lot to do. We have so much to do, and we're only still so many people. Um, we've experienced a ton of growth in this year, which was a lot probably not expected. We had several projects that we knew we had. However, now we have a lot of stuff on the plate. So there may be a, bit, a little bit of that as well that's causing the issues. Um, but this is why we're here for this meeting is to try and figure out how to fix some of those points. So I think that's really the only thing I see right now that we're, we're struggling with is uh, just getting turnaround times. Patrick, for you? Yeah, it's, it's in the same vein. Uh, the, the slow turnaround time for all the things that Matt mentioned is really a, a symptom of maybe not having enough people on, on staff. So that, that, would be, uh, that would be my comment. And Paul, for you? Okay, so <clears throat> I personally don't feel like anything is not working. Uh, I just feel like we're growing, getting through it, like nothing is actually broken. Um, but uh, one thing that I've noticed on my side is that... Um, Losing uh, our, our summer intern, Linda, actually really did hurt because by the time we got her trained up in the summer, she was able to run with our, with our systems, due diligence on any kind of project, whether it was an infill project, uh, a 28-acre parcel. She was able to go out and get all the information and put it all together in a packet. We could make a decision quickly. That's something that we need to consider when we, we think about how we want to shape the company and what we want the organization chart to look at. Because it's a really important skill to have on the team, but it also takes a lot of time. Yeah, so that, that was... That was kind of what's not working is that the due diligence has really fallen to us to go and gather all the information instead of just making a decision with the information. And we can save a lot of time if we have someone else gather that information and then we verify it. For me, what's not working, I think there are a few folks in the organization that are bottleneck and I'll put my hand up and say that I'm one of the biggest bottlenecks. And I agree with all of the comments so far on turnaround time. And this is an area where we absolutely do need to improve. I find that I'm not meeting my own standards in terms of turnaround time, in terms of getting responses back to stakeholders, investors, builders, consultants. Uh, the turnaround time is just not where I want it to be. When I've looked at some of the root causes of that, and I know we'll talk about this more later in the meeting, but when I look at it, I really consider that one of the root causes is multitasking. When we take something to completion, it gets done quickly. There are so many tasks that are five or 10 or 20 minute tasks that take three days to complete. And the only reason they take three days to complete or a week to complete or longer is because there's multitasking. There's so much time lost to context switching because we have multiple projects. We get interruptions. And by the way, it's part of our job to be interrupted. If a request comes in, that's a legitimate request most of the time. It's not a time waster. Hopefully, we're not wasting time with, with things that don't matter. But when requests come in, they need to be serviced. So it's managing that balance between project-related activities that really are best using a run-to-completion model where you start a task and you don't, you don't put your head up until it's done versus more of an interrupt-driven style of working where interrupts do come in. 
And there's a loss of efficiency that comes from that context switching that happens multiple times a day. So that, that for me is what stands out. And I'm trying to think about how to create a bit, a bit more structure so that we can all be more effective in, in that respect. Because you know, right now, I think it was mentioned, we've got bottlenecks in, in underwriting. We've got bottlenecks in review of legal documents, all of these things. I, I really want to see us improve in that respect. Okay, so this last segment is what are we focusing on in terms of priorities for the next 90 days just to get people's input and then of course we're going to go through an exercise to actually set those priorities and cast them into an Excel spreadsheet but in the meantime just to get people's input. Matt, I'll start with you. What our priorities should be? Well, I can start from my side is just making sure everything keeps moving forward. Basically, like you said, we got bottlenecks. So the best way to bottlenecks is just keep checking on them. Make sure we just keep it going. We don't let anything slip or, or fall apart or, or disappear without noticing it or falling behind too far. Um, we got to keep the projects that we have in motion right now going through for the applications and permits, getting stuff to the cities, getting stuff, all the information so we can move forward with our projects that we're working on. And then from there, continuing to grow. That's it. And Patrick, for you? Yeah, I'll, I'll expand on that growth part. I, I think there's a lot of projects that have been uh, backburnered, for lack of a better term, that, that we need to bring forth and, and start getting to work on. And Paul, for you? So I, I, I broke them down into personal priorities and business priorities, so I might ramble here for a little bit. But uh, a personal priority of mine is to get Jay and Alex trained up and integrated into our systems so that they you know that they're self-sufficient and they can start taking some workload off of us um and then start building up the uh company's uh bible sops like so that we have uh, a resource that anybody can go to and get an answer to about how a certain system's working or how we do a certain due diligence or and things like that um and then another business priority is to start thinking about hiring and payroll because when, uh, you know, once we roll into the new year, that's going to be the window. And if we start thinking about it now, we'll be ready to hire when, when the time comes. Um, and then I really want to, I want us to spend some time on shaping how we want the company to look like from a culture standpoint and from the talent that we bring in. So if we put those three together, we should hopefully hit the ground running pretty good in 2022. Uh, again, to add on to Paul's comments, uh, get myself up to a very useful speed of employment with this team, be effective on the team, and help carry you guys to your new lofty goals. For me, it's really about looking at some of the objectives that we have in the next quarter and really planning, planning very at a detailed level what we need to accomplish in the next 90 days, making sure that those activities are resourced properly. Often there are things that are outside our control and cities take longer to respond and all of that sort of thing, which creates frustrating delays. But when we're the cause of the delays ourselves, that's not so cool. So this is an area where I think we need to get actually much tighter on our planning. Again, part of that tightening up the turnaround time, it's not just responding to outside requests. It's also tightening up our execution on the projects themselves so that when we make a commitment to an outside party, whether it's a particular deliverable, whether it's a particular uh, 3D rendering or a financial model or whatever it might be, we're able to hit that schedule and meet those expectations. So this is just a little segment of our quarterly meeting just to give you a glimpse behind the curtain of what it's like to work at Y Street Capital. 
we're growing. We got a ton of projects. We're growing the team and we're focusing on continuous improvement. You want to think about this for your own business. Are you taking time aside to focus on what's working, what's not working and where you need to improve? As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.